Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lidu Nishmasi Mimiros Rusmus Mordechai. Dear Belly, you mentioned this year today how you went on these trips to Israel with potential Bali Chuva and Erb Sameach would only learn Gemara with them. This makes perfect sense to me. My own Chuva journey begins with a Gemara share at the Kailah in Ottawa 20 years ago. I was completely secular when I attended that share. And within 18 months, I was Shoemer, Toyru, Mitzvah, and married a nice from girl and now have eight kids, Baruch Hashem. I'll take the opportunity to show Akar Satoyev to Rabbi Shmuel Zilber, who is now the Menal of Tvaris B'Hisiago, and to beginning that cheer. My theory is that the Gemara shows secular Jews that the Torah governs all aspects of life. It isn't just about Kashrus and Shabbos. More importantly, when learned properly, one sees that it applies to modern life just as much as it applied to the lives of a Maraim 1,500 years ago. This is the best way to encourage tshuva in a secular Jew, in my opinion. These days, I try to listen to several shiurim a day, on many interesting topics. However, the only share that I feel is machazik my frumkite is my daily daf. You're doing the work of thousand kira professionals. Keep on daffing. Adam Peters, Moid Cotton Daf Bays. Shkoyach, beautiful. This is all in Hebrew. Reb Eli, Shalom Bracha. And he says he's very surprised and excited that I'm giving you that extra share. And I explained already yesterday, Baruch Hashem, Sometimes this is a, a new musuk for me. Sometimes you do more. It actually means you're doing less. So I'm giving the, that extra shear, but it's actually helping me. And in a way that I didn't realize when I thought about giving the shear. And number one, for the last two days, I've been sleeping two extra hours because the shear is already done the night before. So I'm able to go to sleep and I don't have to get up early. I like to prepare before the shear and I used to get up earlier. I think that would be a great thing for me. So, huh? How have you been getting up? Five. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Since I came back from America, it was three. It wasn't good. Okay, so he's saying that it's, it's a gift for him. They'll learn, they'll help him. This is from Katril Kantorovit. He was the one that gave the Siyum on Megillah next door. It was his first Masech that he ever finished back then. He's still with us. I don't remember him coming here or whatever. He lives here in Eretz Yisrael. Halavai, should come here one of these days. So anyways, it's, uh, he says that it's going to help him and all the Israelis around the world. This is also in Hebrew from Benny Gittleson from Manchester. He wants to say, he's mitragesh, that he can learn the daf twice now. He's a chassan. He hopes I can come to his chassan in Manchester. On Gimel Other Bays, talking about Manchester, the one and only Shimmy Leafman from Manchester. Check this out. I was very inspired from this as well. Good morning, Rebelli. Here, here, check this out. You'll see the picture. He's installing, he's the official installer for La Vie Furniture across England and Europe and many other places. So here he's installing a beautiful Aaron Kodesh in Satmir Shil. S H E E L. That's how he spells it. Good morning, Rebellion. A constant effort to go out of my comfort zone and bring more people at a recent installation at Satmar Shil. Now, check this out. He has the MDY logo on his back. So you think he put it on for the picture. But if you take a look at the guy on the scaffold, all the way on top, is wearing the same exact shirt. So he makes all his employees run around, and he's recruiting people to the daf as he's installing things. Some of them are any Yehudis. Some of them are worse than any Yehudis. I wore my MDY recruitment t-shirt. Joiner is carpenter in English. I guess they call carpet, yeah, that's how they call, you call him a joiner? So he wants people to join her to MDY. There was some interest, and I told them that after the 10 p.m. Korean shear, there may be a shear in Yiddish. <laughs> He's telling the Satmers. Okay, Shimi Leifman, English daffer since Sukkah. See attached snippet of Fox News headline today, yet another modern day goring. This, I also saw this that uh, one of these guys uh, injured a woman very badly yesterday. So he says, all of Shas is no doubt as relevant today as it was in Harsinai 3,336 years ago. I want to give chizik to what you often say about learning Bibkiot. Sometimes we feel as if we're not growing yet, the truth is that we learn Musagim and build a library of Yedis Shas Behesach Hadat, without even realizing it. A few times during the past week, I was learning either Mishnayis and Mishnayis with my son or Gemara Mishnayis Brachas with Chavruta, and in both cases, we touched upon Musagim that you covered recently in Kiddushin and Babakama, be it types of Kinyanim with Trumas, Mises, the relevant laws. Like in many other contexts, time is the most potent remedy to see the fruits of one's Bikis learning. He's saying it takes time. Sometimes you feel that you're not getting it, but eventually it seeps in. 
Harvard, thank you to the entire MDY team with you as its driver for making Shas so accessible and enjoyable for the masses. Please keep up the Musr. You, inter- you intertwine in the Sugis. It's invaluable. As are the stories with Gdoyle in warm regards. Ilan Chaim Golan, Montreal, Canada. Rabbi Isai, the Masechta is sponsored for the unity of Am Yisrael, the Parasach Chodesh, the Nishmat, Mendel, sorry, Lili Nishmat, Chano, Batali Melech. Second sponsor, Lili Nishmat, Mendel, Ben, Pinchas. Parasach Chodesh, Lili Nishmat, Zachary, Ben Moshe, and Lili Nishmat, Zachary, Bas Yosef. Parasach Chodesh, Yosef, and Chai, Sarah, for the Schusim that come from supporting Limit Torah, and a special refuel Shlema to one of my relatives, Adina Bas Rus, who had a surgery yesterday. The Parnas Hayoyim, Abba Renner, Hatzlocha on the Hebrew Shir. There's a big zgula to be mechavin by Vayichulu. Okay, I love Abba Renner. Brain intact, unleash your full potential. Should be zoichet and achaz gdusha and tremendous success in all my endeavors. For Shlema, for Yeshua ben Tzivya, RBS soldier injured in Gaza. So just yesterday, I didn't want to show the pictures. There was actually, I got a... A beautiful message from somebody that their son, I don't know who it is, maybe it's the same person, maybe you could fill me in, Danny, but he's in the middle of Chennai, I don't want him to talk, um, a soldier here in Mount Pichemesh, uh was going into a building and bricks fell on his head and he has a gash, a massive gash, and uh, required many stitches in his head. But he took off his helmet and he showed that the helmet was dented in. Basically, the brick would have killed him. The, the, and who got him that helmet? Donnie Fine. Donnie Fine with his chesed that he does. And it's from explosion in Janin. Yeah, it was in Janin. Guys, so is this the same boy that's injured? Help him save his life. Mom saved his life. I saw the gross pictures of, I mean, he has a gash this big on his head, blood coming out. Who's the guy? What's his last name? Lichter. Okay, wow. I mean, I think he's alive and well. He just needed serious stitches, huh? Wow, he's going right back in. Yeshua ben Sivio for Rufur Shlema Lichter. Avi Sherman. In honor, I should have had some pictures there. Chaval. In honor, Avi Sherman. In honor of Ellie and the MDY crew on this Zion Tavis, the end of four years, Simbrachas Daf Beis. Four full years. Our boys say, We're in this place for four years. Four years. May you continue to spread Torah in honor of the birth of my granddaughter. I'm not exactly sure how to say this. Her name is Yoelis Chava or Yoelis Bas Chava. It says Yoelis Chava Tach. So I'm assuming it's Yoelis Bas Chava. Daughter of the day, today is my MBA graduation. Again, I don't know exactly what it says here. For your information, for Parnassah, that plus sobriety are better than an MBA. Okay, Givaldi. <laughs> Rabbi Isai, we are holding on Daf Memvav Amvez. Who are our guests? Oh, Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem. What's your name? Brian Cherik. Cherik, with your, that's your son? What's his name? Um, Netano. Netano Cherik, Shalom from? Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim And Chicago. The Cheriks from Chicago. Very nice. Okay. Sal Cherik is your father. Givaldi. Okay. I have a few very interesting questions here. We talk about in like in yeshiva, the minig is to steal food from other people. It's not such a great minig. People, are... what happens if you're a little bit on the meshuga side and you put like rat poison in the sandwich in the in the kakish cake, and the guy that eats it has a little bit of a heart attack, he passes on to the next world. Kill your roommate, mutter aser. Question number one, it's a, it's a serious thing. Sometimes, you know, a guy like... <laughs> Very nice. Lauren Spiegelman said it depends on the context. Beautiful, beautiful. Like it. Depends on the context. Ashi, you had a good sleep last night? Oh, beautiful. What about your baby girl? She slept like a baby. You had no idea that she was even up seven times. Okay. The other question is, we say... Chaita niskar. The opposite of that is bal mitzvah mafsid. So it happens all the time in America. Let's say you live in Farakway. People come to you and say, listen, I'm flying to Israel for a month. Can I just park my car in your driveway? Over here also, I'm going to the Chutzlars. Can I take my car? Can I put it in your chanaya? Do you mind? No, 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 no problem. Now you're a big tzaddik. You let him. 
are you liable for damages that happen to the car? Let's say your own kid goes, he's playing in the driveway and he scratches the car. Somebody comes, damages the car. You, all you did, you gave him your shuls to park there. And now all of a sudden, maybe because you're a bal mitzvah, it's going to cost you also. Sometimes that happens. Yes or no? Anybody? Huh? He's a shayim achinam, so you're chayvan. I'm pshia. And what if, uh, okay, so we're going to see. I hear, I hear. Oh, you're saying that you have to mamish be, you have to say it straight out. So guess what? Guess what? Rabbi said this is a mafurish mishnah. And you're saying like Rebbe, he's saying like Chachamim, you lose. I don't know, maybe. It could be It could be if you just tell somebody, hey, you could park here, you accept the park yourself, to watch his car, stand guard with a gun, make sure nobody hits your car. It sounds mamish, hard to understand, but I think it's a little better if we think about it before we just jump into a Mishnah. So anyway, it says the Gemara like this. 10, 11 lines from the bottom. We had a very interesting case where a cow who's pregnant causes damage. And we know that a tam pays the value of the damager, the, the animal that damaged. So we take a cow, it's worth $500 as is, but since she's pregnant, she's worth $600, $550, whatever you want to call it. Do we go after the $550? Do we say that the owner pays $550 for the damages that his cow caused? Or perhaps the cow gave birth right before it caused the damages. We don't know. We see a baby sitting on the side, and we don't know when that baby was born. Before or after the damages, is the baby part of the damages? To the point, think about it, because the Gemara is going to talk about it. Let's say the baby was in the mother's stomach, and the mother went and, and caused damages. We, we're going to view that as if the baby caused the damages. The baby was part of the damage. Just like the foot, the front foot of the cow is part of a cow, and that foot kicked, that leg kicked. So the baby inside is like the heart, is like the lungs, is like the leg. It caused damage. We're going to go after that baby. But over here we have a Shiloh. We don't know when the baby was born. born. Says, hold on, hold on. Says the, says the Gemara, It says in the Mishnah what we do is we take half of the damages from the mother and a quarter of the damages from the baby. Why? Because the baby, we're talking about a tam. So time is half damages. But we have a question about the half because we don't know when it was born. We're going to take a half of the half, which is a quarter. So let's do some Panovich math. One quarter plus two quarters, or half, equals three quarters. Where in the Torah do we see three quarters? It's either you pay the full amount or you pay half the amount. Where do, where do we come up with three quarters? Either you pay half. Where did you get to three quarters? Omer Abayo. So let me just say this about pay real quickly because it gets very interesting. Not interesting. There's some components here. It says Abayo, you're right. At the end of the day, if there's one owner, you pay half. However, if there are two owners, one owns the cow, one owns the baby. Somehow he sold him the baby, whatever it is. Now it depends. It could be it doesn't depend. It could be it does depend. It depends who you sued first. If you sue the owner of the cow first, then you don't know anything about the baby. You're going to get half and that's it. If you sue the owner of the baby first, that's a little different. Now you're admitting that there's a partnership here. And once you admit there's a partnership, you're going to lose. You're only going to get three-eighths. Not three-quarters, three-eighths. If you notice, three-eighths is half of three-quarters. So basically, you're getting chatzinezek. You're getting half of what you really deserve. You deserved, or you, you, you wanted to go after half, and now you're going to get half of the half. Why? Because there's a partner involved. So anytime you go to, the, to this guy, he's going to say, well, I have a partner. You have to go to the other guy. Let me give you half of what you really deserve. You deserve a half. I'm going to give you half of that half, and go to my partner. He'll give you the other half of the half. Now you go to the other guy. He has a suffix if he's even a partner, because maybe the baby was born before the hezek. So he's going to give half of the half of the half. He's going to give one-eighth. Okay? That's just balpet. Let's see it inside. Now, another thing, the Gemara says, well, it could be it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you went to first. Maybe you went to this guy first. Maybe Either way, you're going to get three-eighths. We have a chart to make it even easier. Let's see. Omar Abayo, you, you misunderstood. 
It's not chatsi nezek. It's half of what you real what a typical guy gets when he when there's damage. A typical guy gets 50%, you're getting half of the 50%, which is a quarter. Well, there's a, another guy called the Vlad, you're gonna get half of what he typically was supposed to give you, which is another eighth. So together you have three eighths. Chatsi nezek, echod benezek. So here's the chart. It's very, very simple. The boy said, take a look at this. Typically speaking, when you go to a guy, you say, hey, your, your, your uh, cow damaged me. The cow is on the left. There's four boxes. You get half of the four boxes. You get the top row, two fifties. You go to the Uber guy, you should get the top row. But he says, wait a minute, prove to me that I was born, that my baby was born after the Nezik, maybe he was born before the Nezik. So we have a real Shiloh here. We don't know. Nobody knows. So get half of the half. So total is three quarters. Says the Gemara, Abayi didn't mean that. The Gemara says, how can you get three quarters? You get 50% from the owner of the, the para and one quarter from the owner of the Uber, and that's three quarters. It should be only half. Says Abayi, no, take a look. We're going to cut that in half. What you were supposed to get, we're going to cut a half. So it's really half of the half from the para, which is two eighths. And it's one-eighth from the Uber, total is three-eighths. Says the Gemara, now, just to, if anybody has any questions here, the Rishonim all speak out that the Uber is not an equal partner with the para. Uber might be worth $10 when the mother's worth 100 or $100 when the mother's worth 1000 These are just numbers. You figure out the math, and at the end of the day, you'll, you'll figure out how to do it. But we're just going to make the math simple, pretend that they're equals, that they both have the same value. They start with the same value, and we cut it off. Fine. Says the Gemara, V'i vlad chad ninu. Says, again, so Abayi says, this doesn't work if there's one owner. We must say that it works only in a case where there's two owners. Because if it's one owner, so, I don't care if the baby was there, the baby wasn't there. You owe me 50%, give me 50%. There's two owners here. Now, even though there's two owners, it depends who did you go sue first. If you went to the owner of the cow first, I know for certain that there's no question. We saw we all saw the video. The, 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 the cow caused the damage. That's, that's for sure. The question is the cow is pregnant or not pregnant. So I'm telling you, your cow damaged me, pay me half. You want to say that there's another guy that owns a Vlad over here and he should also participate in the payment? That's your problem. You figure that out. I was damaged, you pay me 50% of the damage. What are you claiming? Oh, but there might be a partner. I don't care about your partnerships and what you did with babies and everything else. That, that's, that's your problem. You, t- you prove to me that there was a baby involved there and he was also part of it and he's a partner, then we'll talk. Right now you pay me 50%. But, but there is a certain thing here. There is, I was damaged by your cow. Now you need to prove something else. I hear, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're asking. He's asking Lamaisa, there's a drawer, there's a minor here, there's a real suffix. Okay. Hello? No, 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 no. no, no. So it's for sure the cow caused damage. No, Question Vlad, from. Vlad is not for sure, so why should you get anything? No, Vlad is 50 50. It's a suffix. It's a drawer, the minor. Why? Oh, okay, so that was yesterday. First of all, Sumchos says 50 50. Sumchos says 50 50. Okay, that was yesterday's sukkah. So we're talking about his partners, and he went first. He made a mistake. He went first to sue the owner of the baby. So the owner of the baby says, you just proved to me that there's a, there's a partnership. You came to me. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Suffolk side. But there's no Shaila that there's, a, there's another partner involved called the owner of the cow. And therefore what? Therefore, since it's a Tom, let's do the math. Tom, 50%. Partnership, 50, 50% of the 50%. Cut that in half. Suffolk, I don't know if he was born before or after, is 50% of the 50% of the 50% equals one-eighth. Ikadamri, and some say it doesn't matter who you went to first. You, don't, you didn't make a mistake, didn't make a mistake. Even if you go to the owner of the, the cow, you still are going to be stuck with three-eighths. The owner of the cow could say, Oh, you know, that's basically what you're saying. Amarava, ask Rava, wait a minute. Very nice pshat. 
that the guy gets three eighths, it really means half of the half. Where in the mission do you see three eighths? Chatsi Nezek, huh? I'm your mother. I know. I know the reality. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. The the could be doicha the teveya and say made the yadis shoot I know. I know the shoot. No, the isli isli. Who's isli? The mazik has a shoot of. The mazik has a shoot of. No, the nizik has a shoot of. This, right, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, the mazik. The ma- we're talking about the sh- the paro's mazik. Yeah, the owner. So if you go to the balpara, the balpara says, "I have a shutaf called the Vlad. Go to the Vlad guy." It doesn't fit into the words of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says you get half and a quarter, which is three quarters. Elo Amarav, I have another pshat. It makes a lot more sense than this. Let's just go simple. Who are we talking about a partnership? No, one owner, the owner of the cow owns the Vlad. So how do, how do, you, say, how do you explain the Mishnah? It doesn't mean that you get a half plus a quarter, which equals three quarters. It's either or. Either you get a half, why? Because you go directly to the owner, of the, to, to, to the cow, you get from the cow, the cow's around, the cow didn't run away. But if the cow ran away, then in that case, so again, the Mishnah says you get a half and a quarter. It's not both, it's one or the other. If the cow is around, take the whole half from the cow. If the cow is not around, then you go to the, the Vlad, and from the Vlad, since this is Suffolk, you only get a quarter, half of the half. Of the half. Says the Gemara, the reason why you only get one quarter from the Vlad, because I don't know, if the vlad is around, but if you know for a fact that the vlad was in the stomach of the mother, the mother caused damage. She's a car that has components to it, and one of the components was a vlad. Now the mother ran away. We don't know where the mother is, and we see the vlad. We see the the calf. Then you take the entire amount. From the calf. Why? Because there's something called Ubar Yerachimoy. The Vlad, to the point where we know the, the famous halacha, that if you shech the mother and she's pregnant, you don't have to shech the Ubar. The Ubar is part, the Vlad is part of the mother. It's one and the same. It's like another limb of the mother. So if the mother caused damage and ran away but left its leg there, so you take the entire damage from the leg. If the mother ran away and left a baby there, and the baby we know for certain was in the stomach while the damage occurred, so it's like a leg. So take the whole thing from the leg. So you could say also, because Robert is here, and I said this last night, it's, it was the Shleshim of the Heilige Binyamin. And as I mentioned before, Robert told me that Binyamin never spoke Lashon Hara. And he attributes it to his wife being in bed rest the entire pregnancy, or a big part of the pregnancy. And she took upon herself, she was very bored, she took upon herself to, to get into Hilchus Lashon Hara. That's why Robert made a whole group for Lashon Hara. The, the baby is part of the mother. And when the mother does mitzvahs, the mother learns halachas, the mother davens, that dusha, that thing goes into the baby. Uber Yerachimah. And the Shabbat have an aliyah. Tanagodesh Ziko. However, when it comes to a chicken that's mazik, you can't say that the beitza, the egg, is yerachimah. The fact is that when an egg comes out of a chicken, you could eat it with milk. It's not, it's not considered basar. It's not part of, of the chicken. It has no chios. It has no life. A chicken is, an egg is, is, is a doimim. It might have something going on in there, some whatever, but it, we don't view it. We view it as just a, as a rock. It's pirshav almahu. My time at Pirsha Baalmo. It doesn't have life. And Mamela, it's not connected to the mother chicken. So we can't take from the, the egg as well. So we're going back to the first case. Now I'll show you the video again because at the end of the video, video I'll just remind to why not? We've got to use the video at least twice. 
This is a case, a different case, of a shar shenogachasapara, right? The name of our parrot. This is where the bull causes damage to the cow, and we find the calf on the side dead. The mother might also be dead. Whatever. It's not that important. So the question is, before it died, it took a look at its baby, and then it got a heart attack and died. Fine. So it goes like this. A cow by itself, let's say, is worth 500. A, a baby, live baby, 100. Together you have 600. A pregnant cow is 550. Yeah? You have to admit that a, a cow that's pregnant is not worth as much as a, a mother cow and a baby cow walking around in the barn. It's different. It has more value. So the question is, when we say that the owner of the bull has to pay for the damage that he caused, what did he cause? He hit a cow that, that's worth 550. But do we view it as two separate entities, as a 500 and 100, and he should pay really 600? Or does he only pay 550 because that's what he damaged? You're going to come out big enough Gemina here in, in certain things. Says Ravano, we view it as, as one big picture. And we don't say, let's break it up into pieces. Yeah? A guy uh, hits a car. I, I, I forgot what it was. Like, you, if you take apart a car and, and sell off all the pieces, it's like $200,000. Know, the radio costs five hundred. dollars the, the windshield, the, just the windshield wipers, all together is $30,000. You want to take, break it up into pieces, it's going to cost a lot. You take it in one, one shot, it's a different way of looking at it. So, sorry. We view it as a pregnant cow, not as two separate entities, which is less, only 550. Because if you'd say you would have to pay 500 plus 100, 600, Nebuch, you're going to get, it's going it's to cost the mazik a lot. The Gemara is going to say, who cares? He caused damage, let him pay a lot. Like, what are you, what are you so worried about the mazik? Fine. Another very interesting Allah. You have an Eved that you remove this hand. Let's say, I'm just throwing this out as a, as a far-fetched example. Let's say you live in Saudi Arabia. And then they accuse you of stealing. Saudi Arabia, they, they chop your arm off. So you go around, you look for a, a carbon. You look for a guy, they'll take his arm. You pay him a little money, pay him some cash. And he'll go and say, I did it. And they chop off his arm. So you go over to a regular guy. Stop, do the math with me. You go over to a regular guy in Saudi Arabia and say, how much do you want for them to cut off your arm? What would he say? Throw out a number, Nura Boisa, how much? A million, two million. Okay, fine, that's kind of high. No? A million, a million, more? No, no, I have different Musagam over there. A million, okay, a million dollars. Fine, a million dollars. So you're saying that the cut off arm is a million dollars. Now you go, you take that same guy that cut off his arm, you put him in a, in a slave market. How much is he worth today without an arm compared to the day before that he had an arm? A slave, how much does a slave cost for a boy? How much? $100,000 maximum. How much? <laughs> so how much, was the, how much difference does it make if he has arm or doesn't have arm? $20,000. So you went from a million dollar value, a guy, this is Rashi saying, how much would a guy be masking to cut off his arm? You're saying a million dollars? Okay, a million dollars. But in the slave market, when you remove, when a guy doesn't have an arm, okay, he doesn't have his left arm. He's still a pretty good slave. He has two legs and one right arm. I remember in New York, we had a guy, a carpenter with one arm. He built our sukkah, it was a shtickle crooked, but it was a good, it was one arm. He still could do stuff. So he's, he's down to, it only goes down from, a, you hear from a million dollars to $20,000. Says Rava, when, when, we, when a guy cuts off the slave's arm by mistake, how much damage does he have to pay? You don't go and ask him, oh, how much money are you willing to take off your arm? And he's going to say a million dollars, you have to pay him a million dollars. You go, how much is it worth on the slave market with and without an arm? And that's what you pay. You pay 20000 instead of a million. Okay? Just reminded me, it doesn't have a whole lot to do, but I was once in, a, in the car. My, we were driving in Farakway. I was in the car with my mother, Zechariah Lebracha, and we are under the tracks. Anybody lived in Farakway, there's, there's a bad neighbor over there, the tracks. And there's a guy standing there by the light, and all of a sudden, as we're going through the light, he jumped in front of the car. And people do that all the time over there. And she ran away. The whole thing... They, they injured themselves on purpose to, 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 to get insurance money. It's could die for them to like break a couple bones and go flying to the hospital 
so that they could get insurance. They do it in a nice way, and oh, the whole thing. It's sometimes it's broken, sometimes it's broken yesterday already. Fine. <laughs> Such a case, you should hit them harder. Yeah, okay. Then you know how it goes today. That, that's, that's four lifetime uh, in jail versus the real Ritzach, it's, it's, it's $25 knot. Okay, anyway, says, oh, and the same thing if you damage, let's say, you, you eat 25 pounds of your friend's fruit. So you could go to the fruit store, go to pomegranate, I don't know, a real expensive place, and they start weighing 25 pounds of fruit, they give you a bill of $2,000. Or you could say, listen, if you had a field that was 50 amma by 50 amma, 150 feet by 150 feet, how much is the field worth less now that 25 pounds of fruit are missing off the tree? It's garnished. 10 bucks. I don't know how much. Nothing. So we go with the larger picture. And Mamela, the same kind of halacha we have over here by a, by a pregnant cow, we go with the whole pregnant cow. We don't say, oh, but it's one cow and a baby and it comes out a lot more. As a Gemara, we're saying that at the end of the day, you can go after the mother, you go after the baby. If that's the halacha, so let the mazik lose. So look at Taisis for a second. So Taisis says they're beautiful. The, the, the one that's asking the question holds. Since we're talking about two different entities, the Gemara is only asking this on a para. Because when we're talking about a slave that you knock off his hand, his hand and his body is one. It's like one body. But when it comes to the cow, we're looking at two different entities. There's a mother and there's a calf. Logic tells me that the two separate entities, we say that about a mother and her, and her baby also, her fetus. So let the mazik lose. So this is Gemara's answer. We consider it one body. Why? So let's see inside. This is Gemara. We're talking about a shor. There was a pregnant cow that got damaged. Not two separate entities. What got damaged, Rabbi said? I'm telling you it was one entity. So I'm going to do the... The assessment based on a pregnant cow. Pshita says the Gemara, we don't know. Right. What? No, because at the end of the... Yeah, but are you going after both? We're saying, go after the, the Vlad a little bit. You get a one-eighth from here, two-eighths from here. What? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're suing both the Vlad and this, and you're getting a little bit from here and a little bit from here? So, so then, so then you're, you're viewing it as two separate entities. If you're going to view it as two separate entities, then you have to then you have to assess it as two separate entities. If I cared, the, the answer might be harder to understand. The little bit I'm getting from here is only because I think that that little bit. Came oh, from okay. No. Yeah, because it came from inside. Fine. Uh, 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 but you're viewing it as separate. You're not. You're not taking. Uh, I understand. But are you taking a little bit from his heart? You taking a little bit from the lungs? You're viewing it as inside, but it has its own value. You're, you're, I hear. Pshita says the Gemara. So take a look at this. When, when we look at a, a pregnant cow, a pregnant cow has three things going for it that it has more value on the market. First of all, it has the uber. It has the, the calf inside. That, that has value. It also becomes a lot heavier. Why? Because it eats a lot. When it's pregnant, it eats more. Yeah, the haraya, uh, a cow that gives birth, doesn't lose all its weight right away. It's still heavier. And it gets wider, bigger. It has more value, just it blows, it, it, it expands. Forget about weight. Physically, it gets bigger. So the first one, we understand, if there's a partnership here between a mother, the, 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 somebody owns the mother cow, and somebody owns the calf, then obviously the value of the calf goes to the partner that owns the calf. We want to know the other two things. Pitma lebal paro. The the fat cow, which I was mistaken. I should say this, but if it gets a, a laugh, so they could shut down the shit, it doesn't really matter. There was a guy. There was, I said this before. I'll say it again. There was a a Yerushalmi who's never seen his cow before in his life, and he comes to his chuppah. And he takes one look, you can't believe it. His kala takes up the entire chuppah. Everybody's like, 
So he whispers to his father, he says, Ta, all this is for me? <laughs> so the father says, why are you whispering? She can't hear. The extra heavy weight goes to the owner of the cow. Because that has nothing to do with the baby. My cow ate more, became bigger. That weight goes to the nipchamai. But what about the size? Now the size looks bigger and wider because it has a baby inside. So, on the one hand, you could say, listen, width has nothing to do with the baby. It got wider. But it's because of the baby, but the mice and my part got wider. No. And the Gemara says, at the end of the day, you do a chalukah, which... I would have gone, personally, if I had a pask in it, to me it made more sense that it's the part. No, it doesn't go by what you think. It's chalkim. Says the Elohim Mishnah. We have, this is, this is the case of, you making a macha on that joke? I'm just kidding. The, this Mishnah has the same exact case three times. We have a bunch of freebies. But this is the case of a guy putting his car similar, you could say it's different, fine, just to a guy asks, can I, can I put your car in your driveway until I come back from, from Eretz Yisrael, and he says, sure, no problem, he's a big Chesed. and then, of course, damage happens to it. The guy puts in his kalim into somebody else's house, he didn't ask for permission, the guy has some dog. The guy, the dog breaks all the vessels. Potter, of course, he's Potter. He never asked permission to put it in there. So he takes the loss. And if the animal was damaged by those dishes, the Balak there is Chayev. Why is he Chayev? Rabbi said, based on the first mission in Baba Kama, why is he Chayev? Who, who said? Bar. Very good. You put a bar, you put a pit into somebody else's chatzar, you're chayiv. The same exact case, Rabbi Yisai. We actually have a shtickle animation here for it. Check it out. Here's a guy, he puts down fruit there without permission. Comes, the shara, oh yeah, I clicked it too hard, fine. He eats a little bit of it, fine. Without permission. Potter. And the animal, where did I skip? Oh, sorry, very good. Thank you. If the person had permission to put his vessels in there, he had permission to park his car there. Baal, Echotzer, Chayov. The Tanakama holds that he accepted upon himself to watch the car, to watch the vessels, and therefore he's Chayov if the vessels break. <coughs> Now, our boys, pay attention to these words. Tell me what it says here. The simple meaning of these words. Again, he brought in fruit into the chatzar, and the animal ate the fruit. He's potter. The animal, if he ate the fruit, he's potter. And what's the next word? And if the animal was damaged by the fruit, what does that mean? What happened? He ate too much. Very good. Thank you very much. Why would you ever say such a pshat? Where does it say that? It said, if the animal ate the fruit, and he got damaged, why would you say he slipped? Because the article says, uh, very good. That's why I'm asking how you would understand some shot. That's what I would think. But he understood differently. Interesting, last night, the guy that sat here said your pshat, and the guy that sat there said the other pshat. It was very interesting. It's, it's the mocking. Is... <laughs> but if he had permission to bring in the fruit, <laughs> then the, the owner of the, the chatzar is chayiv in the, the loss of the fruit. Another case, same exact case. He brought his animal into this person's domain without permission. And... The new animal that came in without permission caused damage to the animal that was already there by the owner. And the owner's axe was very protective and he hit the newcomer. He had a dog that bit the bull that shouldn't have been in that chatzar. 
potter is potter. Same exact case. is what if the animal that came in without permission caused damage to the owner's bull? Chayev, then you're chayev. What if this bull fell into a pit, and caused the water to go bad? Chayev. Your animal caused damage in my chatzar. What if the owner of the, of the chatzar called his father up, said, listen, I have a problem in my pit, something's falling apart, they go into the pit. The guy goes into the pit, and to his luck, a 2,000 pound bull falls on him and crushes him to death. The owner of the bull must pay koifer. We learned koifer is only for a sharha muad. So what's going on here? You have to fall into a pit three times. We had the sugi already, just a few days ago. I know it sounds like brand new, but we just read it, we just had it. The answer is, he fell three times. And if he had permission to bring the bull in there, then everything flips over to the, chot, to the owner of the chatz. Rabbi Oimer, like Rabbi Nachman said, Rabbi Nachman said, I didn't want him to think it's like I'm saying an Amor over here. You must say specifically, I, the Balabais, that allow you to park your car in my driveway, I'm accepting upon myself to watch your car that kids shouldn't scratch your car with their bikes. But if you don't say that, you're not chayyib. Says the Gemara, we have a classic here. This is a classic question from the Gemara. That from the Reisha seems like, if you infer from the Reisha, you can see like, what if he put in his kalim with permission, then the, the guy that owns the kalim is potter. And from the Seifa, or we call him Mitziasa, we, we can infer the exact opposite. And that's very problematic, first of all, it's a but also it, it goes by two different mandamrim. Time of the Shaloi Bershos, we can infer that if he had permission, the guy that owns the, the vessels is not It's different. We're talk, not talking about the guy that owns the driveway, we're talking about the guy that owns the car, that he, by him parking it there, he's accepting upon himself that it's not going to damage other people. Very interesting. The Gemara at the end is going to say, wait a minute, this doesn't really work. But the Gemara understands. Rebbe says that you must accept upon yourself liability. If somebody parks his car in your driveway, you have to say, I accept liability. And therefore the Gemara understands that the guy that parks his car, he also has to say so specifically. Otherwise, he's not responsible for anything that his car does. In other words, the Gemara makes an association between the owner of the, of the, of the, of the land, the, the owner of the chatzar, the driveway, and the owner of the kli that's in there. And that goes according to Rebbe, as you see on the top left corner, it says Rebbe. Now, but what about the next part? It actually talks about Rishos, the owner of the chatzar is That it goes, that if you put it in Rishos, you're chayv, and that would go according to Rabbanon, that's a problem. Visu, it's a bigger problem, says the Gemara. Take a look at the end, end of the Mishnah that you have to specifically say. That I'm accepting it by myself. Shmira. Now, it's, it's bad enough that the ratio goes according to one mandomar and, and the middle goes according to another mandomar. But it's even worse if you make a sandwich. You say the, the first part of the Mishnah is Rebbe. The last part of the Mishnah is Rebbe. And the middle is Rabbanan. That really doesn't make sense. So comes out says the Gemara, Reisha v'seifa Rebbe u'mtsiyas v'rabbanon. Amar Reb Zeira Tavra. You're right. It's a broken Mishnah. Misha shana zu loy shana zu. There's nothing we can do about it. Rav Amar no kula rabbanoni. That what rabbanon say that automatically if you if you let somebody park in your driveway without any words said immediately you're makabel shmira. It doesn't say it, but it implies here that when you say to somebody, sure, park your car in my driveway, according to Chachamim, you accept it by yourself to watch his car. But in no way, shape, and form did the guy that parked his car take upon himself any kind of responsibility. You're the guy that's watching over here, not me. I'm flying to Israel. How can I watch my car? You live here. It's your chatzar. You accept it upon yourself? You're even going to accept it upon yourself that if a wind comes and blows down my dishes, you're going to pay me back. Because by you saying, I know it's hard for you to understand logically, you're implying. 
But the other guy, fine. You're asking a question of Chachamim. Because you don't have to say words. But you saying, sure. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Uh, could you watch my baby? Baby? Yeah. Yeah. You said yeah. Uh, does that mean that it shouldn't fall off the bed and that you have to change his diaper and this? I'm, I'm, I'm holding. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Chazana. I'm going to Chazana now. Yeah, okay. So you take responsibility? I didn't say, you didn't say you're going to change his diaper. I'm just explaining Chachamim. What is the favor? When I say here, here, here are my dishes. Right. Okay, next. We got to move a little bit. You put fruit into somebody's into somebody's yard, and the animal came and ate it, and he and he got damaged. It's talking about that the animal slipped on the fruit, didn't need it. But if the animal ate it, you're potter. My time, he says a bomb svarer. An animal has enough brains; it should not eat it. So what if you put it in front of the animal? <laughs> yeah. Omar Rav Sheshes, who was a Talmud of Rav, he says, Omar He says this at least eight times in Shash. Rav Sheshes about Rav. When Rav says something he doesn't like, he says, impossible Rav said it when he was conscious. What happened was, he said it as he was falling asleep. He, he, he didn't have full control on his brain, and he said a silly thing. That's what he, that says. How is it possible that you tell an animal you shouldn't eat it? I'll prove to you that you're wrong. The horse is not. Now, I'm not going to show it to you now because we ran out of time. Last night I showed a whole video of the Shasidin, and uh, I was like to be there and fahar them. And uh, I was sitting next to Ramadich Bitterman. He also fahar. But there's another person there, Rabbi Yaakov Adas. And he said, Pshatan. I was actually, I fell asleep when he said the pshat. I was also naim. No, I'm kidding. He said a pshat about kinaim, and he explained, I'm not sure that was right, but he explained that, I'll just show it as we go. He explained that Rav was very careful about the way, no, no, we don't have to show it, okay. Rav was very, very careful with his shmir sinaim, and he always closed his eyes. So when he closes his eyes, it's very easy to fall asleep. And Rav Sheshish was blind, also understood this, that when you close your eyes, it's easy to fall asleep. Now, the reason why I was, I'm showing this clip is because you're going to see Rav Yaakov Adas in a second, and you're going to see something very interesting. The person that's saying the pshat, watch him, what are his, what are his eyes doing? They're closed. The entire time, he's there for an hour and a half, he didn't open up his eyes once. He was scared that there was a woman in the room, they said, yeah, there's a woman inside. So he closed his eyes. This guy, the guy on the top right corner, left corner was my, is the Belzer. Uh, we can't see it now. Akopan. My point, you hear the vart? Fine. A guy that closes his eyes could say a shot about closing the eyes. But the bottom line is that Rav Sheshis wasn't making fun of Rav. He was trying to help Rav. He's saying, listen, he said such a far off thing. And I know Rav. Rav is like a Tana. And Rav would never in his life say something like this. Or Rav Sheshis, Amin, Okinai, Mishokha, Rav, Amalashmaitz. The Sanyu, I'll prove it to you. I know he says, I'm a Mavis, the Penebemis, Chaviri, Potter, Medina, Chaviri, Shomayim. If you put chocolate in front of a dog and the dog eats it and dies, you're Potter, Medina, Adam, Vechai, Medina, Shomayim. You can't sue him in court, Yechai, Medina, Shomayim. So he infers, Sama, Mavis, who, Dolevi, Dodachla. Poison, an animal's not supposed to eat, although dogs will eat chocolate. They don't know. But a regular. There's a lot of plants out there that cows know not to eat. If they eat, they, they, they'll, po- they'll get poisoned, perhaps die. They know not to eat it. So Rav Sheish is in first from here. It talks about poison. Because if it talks about fruit, an uh, animal will eat it. So if you put it in front of it, it will eat it. So you, And he asks, If my Rebbe Rav is right, what about the Svarah of Says the Gemara, no, 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 you're wrong. Don't infer like that. Of course, it means that if you put good fruit in front of an animal, you cannot sue him in court. So why does it talk about poison? Beautiful Chiddush. Even if you put poison, you mix it in there with the fruit. The animal shouldn't eat it. And, if, and, and not, the animal usually doesn't eat it. It stays away from poison. And if it eats it, it's a huge Chiddush. And another pshat is Sama Mavis Namid You know, we're talking about fruits. We're talking about that it's a poisonous fruit, Dainapari. So you're right. 
You put a poison in front of an animal and bedina adam you potter. Even though, why would you, it's a huge chiddush, why would you be potter? You put in front of it a fruit that it typically eats. It'll only eat a fruit. It ate it and it died. So in other words, if you put poison in front of an animal, you put, you, you mix, you take an apple and you inject it with poison. You'd be potter, according to this, you'd be potter bedina adam. You'd be chay bedina shamay. So some people want to learn from here. That's why if you put poison in somebody's sandwich, you'd be potter or whatever, that, that kind of thing. But another very interesting shot that I saw, could you put out a trap, uh, poison for flies? Let's say you have mosquitoes, they drink a certain thing, they die. You let it do that on Shabbos. Are you not doing that? So over here, based on this svar of havel shalitoichal, an animal shouldn't eat. They know not to eat. And if they eat, it's their problem. But others are going to say, no, that's by mumminess, you could say grama and then this. But when it comes to nefashas, you don't use that svar. Most people say like that. Unfortunately, I think we have to stop right over here. Raboisai, have a wonderful day. Raboisai, I don't know if the Olam could hold it together. Let's just say one kapil without schmoozing, if possible. Together, puzzle by puzzle. Shira malo, Ma'afei lo lo oiro, umishiv lo gulo. Hashdo ba'galov is ma'akorif, ni ma'romei.